Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. The Champions League semifinals is off to an unsurprising, dramatic, and shocking start. Yeah, that's right. I should say I am a bit shocked. I didn't expect the first leg between Real Madrid and Chelsea to finish in a 1-1 tie. I didn't expect PSG to lose the way they did today against Manchester City, losing 2-1 at home at Parc des Princes. But that's the Champions League for you, right? That's how the Champions League is supposed to go, especially when it comes to the semifinals. I mean, this should go for the entire knockout stage, or perhaps even the group stage. It's the element of surprise, ladies and gentlemen. We should be in for shocking results. Expect the unexpected, because ladies and gentlemen, that's what makes the Champions League absolutely unique. Apologize, I lost my train of thought for a second, but I'm glad that I immediately got it back. I'm going to be honest. You know, Look, I, I know how y- y'all feel about me when it go- comes to PSG, but y'all know me very well. You know, when it comes to PSG, I'm heavily rooting for Kylian Mbappe. I do care about Neymar. I do care about Angel Di Maria. Don't get me wrong. I care about all the other players as well, but for me, there's no one more important than Kylian Mbappe, and... Really a sad day today because, speaking of Kylian Mbappe, well, today obviously was not a very good day for him. It was not a good day for PSG. And actually, I should mention that today, that this game was the first time Kylian Mbappe completed 90 minutes in a Champions League game, failing to attempt a single shot. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, PSG is not showing the signs they've showed against Bayern Munich and Barcelona. That's what I was talking about. I was talking about the resiliency, the team chemistry, and the the concentration. At first, we saw some of it. Okay. PSG took the lead in the 15th minute, courtesy of, of Marquinhos, scoring on a header off of a corner kick. PSG was solid on defense. I mean, Manchester City was threatening and threatening and threatening. Manchester City was applying 
heavy pressure the entire game. That's Manchester City for you folks. Manchester City refuses to waste any time. They're going to make you play for your life the second that the, the opening whistle is blown. Therefore, that's why I say Manchester City, they have the focus. They've got team chemistry. They've got a winning mentality. And that's why they were able to come from behind and win the game. It's quite unbelievable. So like I said, PSG has the lead in the 15th minute, and they seem to be holding on to it, okay? And as mentioned, Metro City is threatening and threatening, but they're unable to put the, the ball in the, into the back of the net until Kevin De Bruyne does something fantastic that Kaylor Navas really got fooled on that play. Y'all know the play that I'm talking about. Appeared to have been a free kick, but Kevin De Bruyne, well, Kevin De Bruyne off of a beautiful cross you know, it seemed like a Manchester City player was about to try to head, give it a header into the back of the net, but that wasn't necessary. Kaylor Navas just got out of position, missed, played the play. Manchester City equalized. To tell you all the truth, that was actually pretty frustrating. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, that, that, that's Manchester City, right? You know, it, 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 it's just like my friend and mentor Steve explained. Navas totally misplay, uh, misplayed the De Bruyne goal. I mean, he totally did. He got fooled, to be precise. Yes, he was fooled on the play. You know, that's Kevin De Bruyne for you. Kevin De Bruyne is such a skillful player, he can make you look like a complete fool on the pitch. I mean, there was a time where he, he nearly equalized off of a bicycle kick, but the, he overkicked the ball. He kicked the ball a little bit too hard, and it went over the goalpost. The PSG got lucky there. It's one on one, and that's where things kind of go different. PSG does not stay focused, and instead, they get the you know Manchester City is given a free kick, and Riyad Mahrez, man, that it, it, we talk about being fooled on the play. I mean, that play was absolutely amazing. I mean, whether you like Manchester City or not, you have to give them credit for that play because it was it was absolutely spectacular. I mean, the PSG wall. Failed to do its job, and Kaylor Navas, well, he had no chance at it. And for things to go bad from worse, in the 77th minute, Manchester City, well, they gained another advantage because PSG was drawn down to 10 men after a player, Idrissa Gouye, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, was given a straight red card after a bad tackle. You know, the surprising part is that the referee did not throw out the red card immediately. The referee walked to the player, the Manchester City player that was down, saw the whole thing, and then after that made the decision. I don't know whether argued or not, but I have to go with the referee on this one. The red card was, well, definitely needed. It goes without saying. PSG seemed focused at first. They were solid on defense. They seemed to be frustrating the hell out of Manchester City, but Manchester City did what they do best, they stayed focused. They did not give up on give up on the game. They kept playing till it was over, and that is why they were able to come from behind and win two to one. And they have a heavy advantage now. PSG is under tremendous pressure, and knowing PSG the way I do, we know damn well that PSG is known for crumbling under tremendous pressure. Now they've overcome this tremendous pressure against Barcelona and Bayern Munich. So the question is. Can they do it against Manchester City? 
quite frankly, I'm very, very optimistic about it. You know, like my friend and mentor Steve said to me earlier, by the way, I apologize that he's not here today, but see, Steve explains that PSG has the firepower to come back and win it. You know, they're only a goal down, but then again, keep in mind, Manchester City has the away goals rules advantage right now. Look, yeah, PSG certainly has the firepower. But what have I been saying, you know, this whole time? You know, yeah, as far as the firepower goes, yeah, there's that. But but the problem with, with PSG, folks, is, and, and, and Steve actually remi- reminds the world of this every now and then as well, is that PSG's mentality, team chemistry, and concentration, those three key factors to winning a game is what is worrisome, okay? That is what we are concerned about. They are under pressure, okay? Now, PSG's been under pressure. They were under pressure against Bayern Munich and Barcelona. They overcame that. So the question is, can they come get through it against Manchester City? But again, I was, I'm optimistic. And the reason why is because Manchester City is sure as hell not Barcelona. They are not Bayern Munich, okay? And, no, and, and to be frank, I did have Bayern Munich winning the title again, okay? And the way that they were eliminated by PSG, I was actually pretty certain that PSG could actually get the job done against Manchester City. So far, they have failed. Now, it's obviously not over yet, but like I said, I'm so optimistic about it because the leg two is in Manchester, okay? And it's not going to be easy for Les Parisiens to overcome this kind of deficit. If they want any chance, okay, if PSG could win 2 nothing on the road, that is going to adva- help them advance. PSG can't allow Manchester City to score at home. So as so one of the objectives for PSG, in order for them to have a chance, they're going to have to keep a clean sheet against Manchester City in Manchester. <laughs> now, we don't know how, how, how difficult that will be. I mean, to be honest, it's going to take a damn near miracle for that to happen. But you never say never. You never say never. <sighs> You know, Kylian Mbappe, Angel Di Maria, Neymar, I mean, these guys, they're going to have to get it together. PSG is loaded, okay? And like Steve said, the firepower is more than enough to help man- to help them beat Manchester City in the second leg, and it's more than enough for them to win the title this year. But again, we better hope that they can be resilient, stay focused, get that team chemistry back, and fight the pressure. If all that is happens, PSG can win it. But again, I'm sorry to say I'm quite optimistic about it because when Manchester City has an advantage, they will not relinquish it. What I'm saying is, is that, P- that Manchester City will not allow PSG any favors, any advantages whatsoever. PSG is going to have to get it on its own. The team is going to have to fight hard, fight like as if they've never fought before, they're really going to have to make Manchester City pay. They're going to have to beat Manchester City down. Well, I, like I said, while it, all, it is all possible, quite frankly, I'm optimistic because Manchester City has the advantage as far as winning mentality goes. But then again, so did Bayern Munich, but PSG showed the unique resiliency, and they survived. So, the main thing is, can PSG show more of that unique resiliency that they showed against Barcelona and Bayern Munich? Can they take their focus to the next level? And can they keep that focus? Can they keep playing as a team? That remains to be seen. 
but it's unlikely to happen. I think at this point, we may as well accept the fact Manchester City may win it all. As difficult as it is to say, realistically, Manchester City has to be the best team out of the out of the last four now. But again, it's not over for, Manche- for, for Paris Saint-Germain, but it is totally up to them to, to find a way to pull off the miracle of the century to come from behind and send Manchester City home. A couple of facts. Kevin De Bruyne is the fourth different player to score in three consecutive Champions League games against Paris Saint-Germain after the likes of Lionel Messi, Marcus Rashford, and Neymar. Riyad Mahrez has been directly involved in 20 goals in just 26 starts in the Champions League. Hmm. Eight goals and 12 assists. Be honest, Riyad Mahrez, definitely a very good player. And speaking as Marquinhos, Marquinhos made five goals in his last 12 Champions League appearances. And the Brazilian has scored in both the quarterfinal and semifinal match of the last two campaigns. A lot of good stuff. But PSG, like I said, it's going to take a freaking miracle for them to get it done. One more time, it is possible, but I'm sorry to say I feel very optimistic about it. Moving on. Real Madrid and Chelsea. A very, very difficult game for me. Now, y'all know me. Look. The fan perspective in me is the Man U fan, but then the sports artist perspective is completely different, okay? But this game, I was definitely watching from a, from a sports artist perspective. But at the same time, what made it difficult is that both clubs have names that are very, very important to me. Y'all know how I feel about Zinedine Zidane, my childhood hero, still my hero today. I was glad to see Rafael Varane get back on the pitch. Excuse, uh, excuse me, should, yeah, that's right, the pitch. Uh, unfortunately, Sergio Ramos was out. It's unclear if he's going to be ready to go for the second leg, which will take place next week. But, you know, as far as who has the advantage, well, I mean, that, that's definitely tough. I mean, Chelsea scoring a, a, a goal in a way, you know, the away goals rule kind of kicks in, but uh, the second leg is going to be very, very interesting. I mean, quite frankly... I wish it would happen tomorrow, but we gotta wait till next week. You know, in the first 20-25 minutes of this game, Chelsea was absolutely dominant. They were threatening, they were applying pressure on Los Blancos. I mean, Chelsea was just really playing lights out. Okay. That is why it is not surprised me that Christian Pulisic, that's right, Captain America himself, Put Chelsea on the board first in the 14th minute. And spectacular, and I mean absolutely spectacular fashion. Whether you like Chelsea or not, whether you're a fan of Christian Pulisic or not, that play, there is no point of arguing about it. The play was absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, it was not enough for Chelsea to win the game. But before I get into Real Madrid, there's actually something very special. I, I, and, I really, and I really do have to share this. Because this involves Christian Pulisic himself. Christian Pulisic, okay, is the first American to score in a Champions League semi-final match. 
And not only that, he is the youngest player for Chelsea to score in a Champions League semifinal match. So one more time, Christian Pulisic is the first American to score in a Champions League semifinal while he's also the youngest Chelsea player to score in a semifinal match in the competition at just 22 years and 221 days old. When I saw that Christian Pulisic was in the starting lineup, I was amazed. I was excited. <coughs> Excuse me. At the same time, I was worried because, unfortunately, Christian Pulisic, his health is a cause for concern. Now, to be honest, Chelsea could have easily won the game. But with these, the missed opportunities that they had, you know... That, that's been a problem, especially with, with Timo Werner. It's very unfortunate, but Chelsea could have won. But, you know, the way the situation is, like the second leg is going to be is gonna be the, the deciding factor. At least we have something to be super excited about. Because when it comes to the second leg in a semifinals in a Champions League game, when it's going to take the second leg to make the ultimate decision, the excitement, ladies and gentlemen, is through the roof. So after dominating for the first 20-25 minutes of the game, Real Madrid turned the tables. Real Madrid all of a sudden started applying the pressure. They all of a sudden started to threatening to score goals. And they, they eventually did in the 29th minute when, when Karim Benzema equalized in spectacular fashion. You know, that's Karim Benzema, okay? That unique talent of his, okay? And his love for the game, his concentration, his mentality, his skills, they all do the talking. And of course, you know, me being in a pub, you know, having all, all these players around the middle, of course, the, the, these two these two fans, supporters next to me start arguing about the whole thing, surrounding Benzema with the French national team. One, one, one guy goes like, and it's a damn shame that the French national team refuses to call him back up, while the other fan argues... It was his damn fault, okay? I mean, he brings up the whole case. So, in my case, yeah, of course, you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm at the scene, okay? <laughs> Two Real Madrid supporters, you know, arguing about Benzema while, while one of them wants Benzema to represent France again, while the other one says it's his fault that he has not been doing so. Y'all have heard me and Steve speak about this, so y'all know how I feel about it, but you know what? As far as Benzema goes, I don't think about him with France anymore. I'm just glad I am able to see him because, you know what, regardless, he's enjoying huge success. I'm going to be honest. The second half, pretty a bit dull in my opinion. But what's interesting is that Real Madrid registered just one shot on target against Chelsea. That was the first time since the 2003-2004 season in a match against PSG. Huh. Oh, excuse me, actually, actually, excuse me, I'm sorry, I kind of misread that. So I guess this is the first time since 2003-2004 that Real Madrid registered just one shot on target against Chelsea. Huh. Oh, well, I mean, Real Madrid, you know, really, you know, certainly had a, a bit of a, some issues, but, uh, you know, with Chelsea having the issues, oh, I mean, that's just how dull the second half was. Both teams just kind of, you know, dribbling the ball around, you know, just trying to, Drain the energy out of out of each other. I mean, it was you know it was just like, are these guys gonna try to do something or not? But here but here's something interesting. Karim Benzema scored his seventy first goal in the Champions League 
That makes him the joint fourth top scorer in the competition's history. Only Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi and Robert Lewandowski have scored more than Karim Benzema. Something else interesting. Thiago Silva is the oldest outfield player to start in a Champions League semifinal since April of 2011. Huh. 36 years and 217 days old. And going this game, you know, Thomas Tuchel has faced Real Madrid more often without losing in the Champions League than against any other opponent. He's the only manager to face Los, Los Blancos as many, as many as five times without ever losing. I mean, Thomas Tuchel is a pretty freaking good manager. And you know, you know, you know what I, w- I should mention is that Thomas Tuchel and Christian Pulisic you know, have known each other very well because we were actually reminded before this game that Thomas Tuchel was Pulisic's manager... At Borussia Dortmund. So it really, it really made me proud to know that you know Thomas Tuchel knows Christian Pulisic, and I'm very happy to see that Thomas Tuchel gave Pulisic the opportunity to start in a Champions League semifinal. <coughs> Excuse me. And Christian Pulisic, you know, did a fantastic job. You know, like I said, you know, the fan and the the fan perspective in me is the main youth fan. But you know what? That's why I'm happy to say, like, when the, in the sports writer's perspective, I can root for Pulisic because Pulisic is going to give me something to talk about, and he did today. He's going to give me something to write about. And, you know, to see, you know, what's even better, you know, Angolo Conte just had an absolutely fantastic game. It doesn't surprise me because, you know, that that's Angolo Conte. Angolo Conte has the skill to just, you know, obliterate an opposing team. I mean, Chelsea certainly was focused. I mean, they could, unfortunately, the missed opportunities is what cost them the win because they could have easily won the game with the way they were playing. But the missed opportunities, again, that's the problem. So going to leg two about this game. Now, the fact that it's going to be at Samford Bridge, well, I feel like it's another. It's a, it's a game that can certainly go either way. Now, Real Madrid was certainly not expected to make it this far, but they have. But it's not by luck. Real Madrid has certainly played good to make it this far. It was not easy for them to eliminate Liverpool. Let's be honest as, as far as that goes. It was not easy for them to eliminate Atalanta. And, and as far as and for Chelsea, it's the same thing. They've earned their, their, semi, their, their final four spot. And they know that they have to earn their spot in the final. And I know that Chelsea is certainly capable of going to the final. It definitely could happen. And the fact is, I feel pretty optimistic about this about the second leg too, because anything could happen. But I feel like Chelsea actually has the advantage, not so much because of the away goals rule, but you know what? The fact is, Real Madrid, their advantage to them is if they could score two goals and keep a clean sheet, that's going to be enough for them to advance. Because Real Madrid, Los Blancos, they could take advantage of the away goals rule, but it's up to Chelsea to prevent them from doing so. Now, if Sergio Ramos is starting, in my opinion, it does give Los Blancos a slight advantage. But at the same time, if he's rusty, he hasn't played in a while. That's definitely something to talk about. Or you know, we, we don't know, like you know, if the if the even though he's healed from the from the injury he's, he has suffered during international duty, we don't know how much it's going to affect him. He's just coming off the injury. You know, what's interesting is Eden Hazard didn't actually start this game, but he came on as a substitute, and I felt that perhaps. He's actually going to score the game-winning goal for Real Madrid, but that didn't happen. I guess the best thing to mention so far is that 
Eden Hazard apparently didn't seem to get hurt again because, you know, that's been the problem for Eden Hazard ever since he arrived at the Spanish capital. You know, injury after injury. I mean, the sad part is is that Eden Hazard has yet to make an impact for Los Blancos. But an ESPN uh, story uh, mentioned uh, yesterday that he is ready to make an impact for Real Madrid, and he said, and I quote, my body's better. Well, I sincerely hope so because, you know, I've been rooting for Eden Hazard for a long time. I've been re- I was even rooting for him during his days at Chelsea. No, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, I swear. Again, the sports writer's perspective. The sports writer's perspective in me allows me to watch the other clubs, to scout, to study, because that's what gives the stories that allows me to have a cool soccer podcast. And I just want to thank everybody for being so supportive because it's your support that motivates me to take it to the next level. Thank you all very, very much. So, you know, it, it, it's just so tough for me to be so optimistic about these second legs, but that's what makes it interesting is the fact that anything could happen. When it's in a situation where anything could happen, expect the unexpected, it's quite impossible. Well, I should say quite difficult to nearly impossible to come up with a prediction. So I'm just going to say, well, whoever whoever wins this game, it would not be it would not have been easy for them. It was hard fought, fought tooth and nail, fought for their life every night, every second of, the, of those ninety minutes. I honestly have a feeling that it's going to be Chelsea. I think Chelsea is going to seal the deal at home, and Los Blancos will be going home. Chelsea won the Champions League back in two thousand twelve. They're certainly capable of winning it again, and if they win it, imagine the the dark horse of Chelsea, the ultimate dark horse. To impress everybody, to overcome these odds, and to win their second title. Well, that would be huge for the club. And as in my case, it would be huge for me because there's three players who play for Chelsea that I care about. Number one, of course, is Captain America himself, Christian Pulisic. Number two, N'Golo Conte. Number three, the most underrated French soccer player of all time, Olivier Giroud. Who, much to my... Sadness did not play in, in, in this first leg. But I have a feeling that Thomas Tuchel is probably going to make a change. Well, I don't, I'm not sure if Tuchel is going to have Olivier Giroud start the second leg. But there's a chance that Olivier Giroud may come in as a substitute. I could certainly see Christian Pulisic starting this game. Now, if, if there's a surprise, if Christian Pulisic starts alongside Olivier Giroud and then Golo Conte is there as well, well, that's certainly going to make me happy, and a person I would love to see that. But I honestly believe that could be nothing but a pipe dream. So as far as Chelsea goes, I can't really think of a final score prediction, but I my gut tells me that Chelsea's going to go to the final. I'm, I'm sorry for all you Man U fans out there. I know that you know that you know the fan perspective in me is the Man U fan, but look, the, the sports rights perspective is what... I tend to cling with because that's how that's my job, it's my career, it's my way of making a living, it's way of you know of being passionate in what I do. <coughs> Excuse me, I got so much dust in my throat, it's killing me. Anyway, again, like I said about PSG and Manchester City, I feel like I'm very optimistic, but realistically speaking, I think Chelsea. I, excuse me, I think Manchester City is probably gonna win it. Again, PSG is not is known for crumbling under tremendous pressure. They've shown great resiliency so far, but that resiliency was lost in this in the first leg. 
the concentration was also lost. Everything that they showed so strong against Barcelona and Bayern Munich, it's been, it's gone now. It disappeared after after Manchester City equalized. That team chemistry, that resiliency, that mentality, it was gone. Now they can certainly show that all that again, but it's up to them to dig deep them dig deep inside themselves to find it again. Again, PSG is gonna have to show great resiliency to come from behind and win this on aggregate. If PSG can win two to zero, that's gonna be enough for them to win. But I really don't see it happening. I think Manchester City wins the game two to one, and that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go, there's something very special I gotta talk about. The Premier League Hall of Fame. Established, of course, this year. And to be quite honest, I hadn't actually... I've never spoken about it until today. But, of course, we know the Premier League Hall of Fame is to honor the players who have shown their exceptional skills in the sport of soccer and have a significant impact and influence on the Premier League. It was founded, of course, in 2021. Huh. And check this out. Unlike the English Football Hall of Fame, which as we know is housed in Manchester, the Premier League Hall of Fame is independent. Huh. So check this out. For a player to be eligible on the ballot for the Hall of Fame honors, he must be fully retired before the start of the rewarding season. And check out the requirements. 200 Premier League appearances for one club. Been selected to any of the Premier League Team of the Decade or 20-year anniversary teams. Won a Premier League Golden Boot or a Golden Glove. Been voted as Premier League Player of the Season. Has won three Premier League titles. Scored 100 Premier League goals or recorded 100 Premier League clean sheets for the goalkeepers. Hmm. That being said, if you want a spot in the Premier League Hall of Fame, you better damn well have earned it. I mean, that, that's just how, that, that just shows how much the Premier League takes it so seriously. So we know the two inaugural inductees. And quite frankly, there's no two better players that could have been the, the inaugural inductees. Alan Shearer and my favorite Premier League player of all time. He's a French compatriot of mine, Thierry Henry. I'm absolutely happy. You know, for Alan Shearer, playing from 1992 to 2006, you know, play for the Blackburn Rovers and Newcastle United. One-time Premier League champion. Two-time Premier League Player of the Year. Seven-time Premier League Team of the Year. A three-time Golden Boot Award winner. And a Premier League all-time leading scorer. 260 goals, ladies and gentlemen. Thierry Henry, two-time Premier League champion. Two-time Premier League Player of the Year. Three-time FA Cup Champion. Six-time Premier League Team of the Year. Four Golden Boots, which is the all-time record. Two English Community Shield Champion. I should say, two-time English Community Shield Champion. 2002 and 2004. 175 goals. 1999 to 2007 for Arsenal, as well as a brief spell in 2012. Not to mention, for his, uh, for his native France... A World Cup champion and a European title and two Confederation titles. I'll never forget in 2003, the Confederation's final, that game-winning goal. Thierry Henry, ladies and gentlemen, while of course Zidane is and always will be my favorite, 
Thierry Henry is a guy I can never go without talking about. Thierry Henry is amazing. It really broke my heart for what happened in that game against the, the Republic of Ireland, the handball. It truly breaks my heart, but yeah, it happened. But you know what? It's in the past. I've gotten over it. We have to we, we have to we have to think of all the great things Thierry Henry did rather than focus on that one negative moment. These two guys truly deserve it. And I'm gonna be honest, I did watch a little bit of Alan Shearer when I was a kid, because Alan Shearer was just a guy you really you really loved to watch. This guy was incredibly unique and really one of the best players in English history. If I remember correctly, he was the best player in the 1996 Euro when England went to the semifinals. But Alan Shearer, my God, absolutely amazing. These two deserve it. And I'm looking at these, also these nominees for the 2021 are as follows. Likes of David Beckham, Eric Cantona, Didier Drogba, Steven Gerrard, Roy Keane, Frank Lampard, Michael Owen, Peter Schmeichel, Robin Van Persie, Patrick Vieira. Wow. <laughs> All these guys are nominees for 2021, and the nominees, there will be a fan vote to, deter, to determine the full class of 2021. Well, I'm not going to... Okay, I know that some of you know who I'm going to vote for. Well, don't get your hopes up, because, you know... Just because some of the names are some guys like that, well... I will make I will make a vote, but I'm not gonna tell you who. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very very much for joining me this evening. I will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.